When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Gentlemen, we are, let's see here, let me count now, 36 hours away from the NBA draft-ish? Mm-hmm. 33 hours, I don't know. Somewhere in that vicinity okay. as we record this episode here of Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. And uh, the NBA draft isn't really interesting for the Timberwolves because, I mean, in terms of like the actual draft, yeah. because they have what, the 53rd pick. And I saw, I saw Johnny K, like the, the most ironclad reporting we have of the Wolves trying to do something tricky on draft night is they're sniffing around the edge of the lottery, but they might not be able to have the assets to move up. Um, and we can go through some of the latest rumors and, and reports out there and what might happen in the next 36 hours, the next couple of weeks. But here's my question to you guys. This is roster molding time right now. You've already had the Bradley Beal trade. You got uh, teams like the Miami Heat that are trying to slide into Damian Lillard's DMs. You've got the Celtics kind of lurking. The Knicks are always lurking. All these teams, the Timberwolves have been... It's funny because the Timberwolves are sitting in the rumor cycle, not because of credible reports, but because of jokers like us saying, hey, like logically this might make sense to the point where you have credible guys shooting down the Portland Timberwolves stuff. It's all just sort of made up until someone reports something credibly. But what would you be talking about in a closed door meeting right now if you ran the Timberwolves, if you were Tim Connolly? I don't know, maybe Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez or maybe Glenn Taylor's on conference call from Mankato or something. I don't know. What would you be asking? What would you be talking about right now in the hours leading up to the draft and then in the, what, 10 days, 11 days until the league year and and the free agency frenzy period opens? Well, I think the conversation that probably had to start right after the season involved the eventual – um, tax implications, right, that will start in 2024-25. And so what I would be talking about is do we have the right roster um, not only to try to win, but to be, because I think you're going to have to be in this market, fiscally responsible. And so I think it's a pretty in-depth conversation that doesn't necessarily hinge on like this passionate, I love cat or I hate cat. I think I think the starting point, if you're Laurie and A-Rod and Glenn to a certain degree is what's going to be the most feasible. And, and you know, Phil, this goes back to the whole poll ad thing too now too, because, you know, the cheap Timberwolves, right? The cheap Timberwolves, well, as long as they're in target center, 
their ability to spend is going to be far different than it it would be with a new building. And so, like, you're going to have to get into the realistic, we've got to keep Ant, and Ant is going to have to get paid, and Ant should get paid. Um, But I would be talking about what is the most feasible thing, not only to try to win basketball games, but also from a financial standpoint. And that's why I think the I think that's why the sharps out there are either starting to shoot down or mention cat as well. Cause ordinarily if something is being discussed by yahoos like us and it's just completely irresponsible, they won't address it. Like, like they they'll mock it privately, but they don't address it. But I think the reality is this, they need to be prepared because the cat thing, as we've documented before, it makes more sense to trade him now than next summer. And the reality is, I think that if you look at the logical dominoes of how this is going to fall, he probably is atop that list. And so I would say that the reason why we're not here or why we're hearing Kat's name being shot down is because people are also saying it actually does make sense. And so my conversations, though, would hinge. They would start with a business conversation on what I can afford to do. And this is not a franchise that draws enough revenue in to go to go um, well over the tax. And the last thing to keep in mind, too, where this all sort of comes together very interestingly is this one. There's a chance Bally's is going to go belly up. And if Bally's goes belly up, you ain't getting your payments. I don't care what your contract says. Yeah. And I saw that um, the Utah Jazz is the latest team to say, we are going to distribute our games on a jazz channel over the air. Yeah, they've created their own production company, right? right? But I'm saying, that's one, that's expensive. Two, they can eventually profit from it, but that's eventually. So if you're the Wolves, I think that, like, we talk about Cat because it's fun and because it makes sense. But I think if you're the Wolves, you're talking about Cat strictly from a fiscal responsibility standpoint of what you can afford to do and when you can maximize the return on, on a player. So I think this goes really in depth. Real quick, the TV angle is interesting. I was just looking up. In baseball, it's a huge deal because, I mean, didn't didn't that number come out? It's actually higher than we thought because Dave like St. Peter, yep. he had to say the number out loud in that hearing, right? And I think we thought it was in the maybe 45, 40, 45 million range. It's actually closer to like 60, just like 55 or something. Yeah, I think it was 55, 56. For, for a baseball team. Now, the latest information, this information is usually not public because teams, there's no reason for teams to want to make it public. But uh, according to Investopedia from a few years ago, mm-hmm. the gap in local NBA TV contracts can gross between $9.4 million and $149 million annually per team. So a oh. team like the Lakers Whoa. brings in, apparently the Grizzlies also bring in. Uh, but the, but like the Lakers, oh there it is. The okay, the gap between the Lakers and Grizzlies is 140 million dollars in local TV revenue. Okay, so I don't know what the what the number is for the Wolves, but that combined with right now, Glenn Taylor is the controlling owner for the next season, for most of it, right? Like if it goes through in March, you're going to be with what three weeks left in the regular season. Does Glenn Taylor on the way out? Already getting, based on the Hornet sale price, that's double the Wolves sale price, already getting less than he probably would be getting on an open market right now. Would he want to go into the luxury tax? So, but then, and then there's also, I don't want to get super in the weeds on the, on the salary cap luxury tax stuff, but 
you run the risk of repeater tax, second apron next year. Like, how, how much more money do you want to shell out for a team that isn't the Warriors? Right. The Warriors are like, whatever, let's just pay tax and be a dynasty and pack this new arena and whatever, right? The Wolves are like, can we get to the second round of the playoff? Are you going to be a repeater tax team and a second apron luxury tax team trying to get to the second round? Probably not. And then all the restrictions that come into roster building when you hit the second luxury tax apron. But these are things that they have to talk about right now. There's a couple things we talked about on Flagrant Howls yesterday with Kyle. One being, if they're having cat trade discussions, and I'm guessing all options are on the table behind the scenes, right? Like they're, they're ironclad in that room saying, none of this can get out, but let's talk about everything mm-hmm. for this year, for next year. I don't think he's the type of player that you can frivolously let a trade rumor leak out. All right, hey, let's let's make it official. Let's call the Blazers and let's have a discussion. And then Declan's source leaks it to Score North, <laughs> and now it's out there, right? Greatest Blazers reporter there is, Declan Goff, yeah. If that gets out there, I don't think Cat's personality is the sort of, oh, whatever, it's the NBA, trade rumors happen. I think he would take it super personally. Hmm. And if you so if you went down the road with Portland or the Knicks or whatever, and a trade didn't happen, You'd have so much bridge to repair with him between now and the regular season. Would you make the chemistry even worse than it was at the end of the year when guys were punching each other? So there's that angle. Another angle we talked about, would Glenn Taylor, in his last year, his his last stamp on the organization, he's owned this organization for 30 years, right? Would he step in and say, hey, we're not trading Carl Anthony Towns. I love Carl Anthony Towns as a human I hang out with his dad courtside every game. He was a flip draft pick, number one overall. He's been great in the community. He's been nothing but a stand-up guy who's gone through some hard times in his life, losing family members to COVID. If if you're going to make a move on Cat, you can do it after. I'm no longer the majority owner, but I will not greenlight a Carl Anthony Towns trade this summer, my last summer as the majority owner of the Timberwolves. So I would say that Glenn might say that, I also would say that it's. I think there's a pretty compelling case in the last few years, at least, that Glenn has probably been against things, and he gets he gets talked in, into it. Um, so that's an interesting thing. I think if Laurie, especially if Mark wanted, if if Conley came to him with a cat trade, and Mark really wanted that trade, I think he could convince Glenn. Maybe. But Glenn also, I think Glenn's in legacy mode maybe now, too. This is all sort of just like. Yeah, I think you're giving. Yeah, I, I don't know what Glenn is in mode wise. It, it, it's an interesting question. I, but, I totally get but, your point. But he's looking around, too. Okay, Kevin Love was just back in the finals again for like the fifth time. You know, we kind of let him go for nothing. Um, well, let him go for Wiggins. And then, and then Wiggins underachieves. I looked him in the eye. And he stole $150 million, and then he goes and wins a championship with the Warriors. Yeah. You know, he's it, he's got the broken relationship with Kevin Garnett. It's, a, it's sort of a trail of, like, what could have been players over the last 30 years with Glenn Taylor. Could, could he at some point, again, like, this is all speculation, but I could see it happening is all I'm saying. But the first, the first po- po- point about, like, hey, if we're going to make a call on Cat, it has to be airtight. Because yeah. if it's out there, we, we can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and now we're going to be screwed. Like, 
that yes. Th- this is this is what I wonder. It's like such a calm before the storm. Are they really? Are they really? Because Nas Reed was back in the facility too this week, and they're trying to get a deal done with him at some point in the next two weeks. But you can't bring him back for like twelve or thirteen million a year, and give Jade McDaniel's the contract extension, and give Ant the contract extension. You can't do all those things and avoid massive restrictions in a year from now when it comes to roster building and tax and all that stuff. So it just, I think it would be weird to run it all back and then figure it out next summer. I just think you'd be in such a bad spot next summer. And that's why I'm so puzzled as to why 30, 36 hours before the draft, it's been so quiet on the Timberwolves front. But keep in mind, the Gobert thing was incredibly quiet. Incredibly, yeah, so like if Conley, it happened, yeah. If Conley does one thing well, it might be ha- having a very tight, close knit group of uh, confidants, and that's it. So like the Gobert thing, I mean, the only inkling that we got, and we didn't know it was the Wolves. What was the whole windy pointing thing? You know, <sighs> I mean, that's that? the only. And he had clearly heard something from the Jazz, but he he never, as far as I recall, linked in the Wolves. So that's that, that, that was like a Mount Rushmore of reckless speculation moments in media history, wasn't it? Somebody Wh- told Wendy him. knowing something and, le- and leading the horse to water, but trusting that the horse can drink the water. Somebody <laughs> told him, there's no question, something big is coming. I don't know exactly what it involves the jazz. Yes. But anyway, for that to remain in 2000, what at the time, 2022, uh, uh, for that to remain as quiet as that did, that's why I think the cat thing actually has more validity to it because the wolves have sort of shown that they can keep the top on, on the catch up. It did a good job of it there. What if they're doing that again? There's just a lot of reasons why I think in connecting the dots, this conversation at, at, at least makes sense. It might not happen, but it at least makes a lot of sense. To me. Yeah. Although, did you guys see the, the video that went out yesterday, I think the Timberwolves put it out. Yeah, of, uh, yeah. Anthony Edwards dribble driving around a oh. trainer, a lob to Rudy Gobert. They're practicing lobs. I saw They're Kat. Practicing lobs. I saw the one that Cat put out of him. I think he said that he was working in the lab get, because he was shooting his three pointer. Good. He should be working in the lab. I'm more interested in the chemistry between Anthony Edwards and Rudy I Gobert because I don't think you could count on one hand how many lobs Anthony Edwards threw to Gobert and what the 70 games they played together last year, whatever it was. So build that chemistry boys, run it back. Let's go. Look at you. Oh, I mean, I think that's what they're probably discussing though, is <laughs> do they want to just run this back one more time? Do they get, you know, basically not tantalized, but did they get kind of blinders on from that nugget series where, Hey, they took the NBA champions with out two of some of their top six players yeah. the five games and also gave them a, a, a good hard fought uh, fight in all those games. And do they really want to mortgage more picks? Do they want to, you know, figure out different ways to put them down the, down the hole going forward with the fact they already gave up a bunch to, to get Rudy Gobert. They have to pay Anthony Edwards. Like I, I just don't know on their objective list if getting wild this summer uh, is going to actually accomplish anything that's worthwhile. But is it wild or fiscally responsible? See that that's my thing is I I think that this is a conversation as much about the business of basketball as, as the on court product because if you as we've talked about if you take this into next spring and summer you now have put yourself in a very difficult fiscal situation. Well, you say fiscal, I actually think it's more about 
the actual roster. Like, you've put yourself in a position in a year from now where everyone knows you have to make trades. But that's my but that's and, my point. Is so if you're Kat's, stuck, Cat's yes. contract is harder to move because it goes that's, from thirty six to fifty or whatever. Yeah, but I call that fiscal because now you can't move him and you're stuck. And now are you going to go into all, all of these? Uh, convoluted taxes that you talk about like if you're tim conley this is the i hire i'm paying you eight million a year to be ahead of this game not behind it you know if you come to me in april of 24 and you're like oh jesus mark laurie we're in trouble here dude did you see so so i'm talking about this from an actual standpoint of you've got to sit down right now and say okay First of all, we're not going to have in a year a new building, so we're still going to be in our old one, which we know exactly what we can milk from that from a revenue standpoint. And again, it's not the Warriors. So I just think that there is a lot. I think the reason why you hired Conley is to manage this team in many ways, and this is a huge one. But but Declan brings up a really interesting question that's probably being talked about for hours and hours behind the scenes. Now, I want to I want to pose a variation of that question here, but let's shut out our friends at Livia. Hey, it's the summer months. You don't want to be embarrassed when you're taking your shirt off, right? Take action. Look ahead on the horizon like we're telling Tim Connolly to do here and lose some weight. I love that, and that's exactly right. And how do you do that? You're you're sitting there right now saying, I'd like to drop a few pounds, sports dad. What's the key? And I'm going to tell you right now, Livia Weight Control Centers, they will unlock that key. They will help you drop weight in fact a couple unlock of years the back. door or the they'll use a key to unlock the door yeah they'll unlock the door okay I, i'm just saying that they'll uh, I, I just went too quick there they will have a key <laughs> they will put it in the door they will unlock they will push through but what, what if it's what if it's through, like a card key yeah uh, no no is it a no, swipe it's or a is traditional it a key. no it's gonna be a traditional key it's gonna be i'm telling you right now it's gonna be one of those nice keys it's I gonna be one phone. of those old school no they're not gonna use a phone they're not gonna use a phone i mean you can but I'm going to use a real key here. And when I open that door, you know what I'm going to see? I'm going to see weight loss. And I'm going to see the opportunity to drop 40 pounds like I did a couple of years ago. And then I'm going to see sustained weight loss, which is the most important thing. And then I'm going to unlock another door, walk in, and see that there's an offer on the table. You talk about offers? How about this? Eight weeks for free. Your first eight weeks for free in which you can drop up to 20 pounds or more. Imagine that. Eight weeks free, 20 pounds or more off, and you potentially are just getting started. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. And make sure that you tell them the Yahoos at Score North told you about it. Hey, also, you know, uh, maybe you maybe you botch uh, you botched the free agency moves, and you're looking for a job here. That maybe Burnsville Heating and Air is hiring, right? If you're a fast learner looking for a job change, maybe you're searching for a great summer job, or you're a recent college grad. Burnsville Heating and Air is hiring all HVAC positions with all levels of experience, so you get great training, even if you don't really know what you're doing. Uh, if you're a fast learner, you can pick it up. Work close to home, full-time jobs throughout the seven-county metro area here and western Wisconsin. Join the rapidly growing team of heating and cooling experts at Burnsville Heating and Air. BurnsvilleHeating.com. Click Careers. BurnsvilleHeating.com. Click Careers.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Declan, you were kind of going down this path of, hey, they pushed the Nuggets a little bit. Now that we've sort of let the last two months of playoffs settle and you saw just how much of a freight train the Nuggets turned into, uh, maybe in retrospect they weren't a fake number one seed, or as Kyle called them on Flagrant Howls, the Purdue of the NBA. Just a great slam, by the way. The, the, the Purdue of the NBA. That's yeah, fourth, it was a great the, slam. The fourth, the fourth seed. The that's always in the NCAA tournament that gets bounced by round two. Like that. <laughs> that is kind of the was the Denver Nuggets up until you know a couple weeks. Yeah. ago. just saying. But they but they broke through and they pretty much just steamrolled through everybody. They what did they lose? Like three games or something after they dismissed the Timberwolves. But the Wolves, the Wolves were in there fighting without two of their top six rotational players and Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels, you know, two guys that you can throw at Jokic, Jaden McDaniels, you could have thrown at Jamal Murray or pretty much anybody on that roster. So that is a conversation behind the scenes. Like how much, I think I know the answer here on this show, but as you're just trying to exhaust every possibility, okay, guys, cat missed 50 games. Rudy came in with a sore knee playing internationally. He's going to, I mean, he's already been in Minnesota here in June. Like, he's clearly taking it seriously. He's going through his workouts. We gave the Nuggets more of a run than really anyone, including the Heat. What if we just take another summer, take another camp, cross our fingers on health, put everything together? Anthony Edwards took a big step forward. We're going to shift this thing a little bit, make sure Anthony Edwards is featured more for all 82 games going into the season. Is that a valid conversation that, hey, the way we are constructed, we actually have a better chance to derail the Nuggets than anybody else does. Look at the results in the playoffs. Um, It's a nice thought, but it's not how I, I would approach things. Because, well, one, Ant, you know, Ant stepped up again, and he does. And so, like, I value him. I guess the one question is, do I think that taking Cat off the floor is going to cripple the team and give them no chance. And from a player standpoint, athletically, it might hurt or it will hurt. But from a standpoint of the makeup of my team, I'm not looking at I'm not looking at Cat as as the elixir to Denver. And the reality is, depending on again, and I'm not going to give him away to make this very very clear. I'm not suggesting you dump him to dump him. I'm suggesting that you get a return for him. Um, but a lot of what I liked about what I saw and a, a lot about what I liked about what you can imagine if certain players, i.e. McDaniels, had been back for that series, it would still be there. 
So do I think that do I think that trading cat for a good return is going to cripple my chances? Absolutely not. And I still have never seen enough from cat in a playoff series or mentally to say he's the key. Anthony Edwards, totally different story. So I guess I would consider what you just said, Phil, and I would dismiss certain aspects of, well, we can't trade that guy then because of this. It's actually pretty impressive um, what Anthony Edwards has done in just 11 playoff games. I mean, I know we whipped Cat for not showing up. In 11 playoff games, Ant Edwards is averaging 28 points. Like, he, I, like, he, I, he elevates his play. It's no. it's nuts. So like I can see where if if they want to say no 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 let's let's schematically change things up a little bit let Anthony Edwards basically do his thing because for a for a 21 year old to be averaging 28 points in 11 playoff games and I know he only was won three of those games or his team has really only won three of those games that's so impressive like we we ham we hammered Cat rightfully so for not showing up in the playoffs and you know Ant in the regular season can have some clunkers for sure. But for a kid who's only 21, averaging damn near 30 points a game, and for a franchise who like has never really been into the playoffs much the last 20 years, that's incredibly impressive. Yeah, I think, you know what, If I will say this. If they do decide in that room that everything we just laid out, hey, we gave Denver a good run, we, we're going to be healthier this year, we're going to have another year in the system, another year to build chemistry, to gel everything, the, two, the 20-year-olds turn 21, going to turn 22, they're going to keep getting better. If that's the argument, like, I, yeah, I, it's, I think it's a playoff team. I think it's a team that probably, if they stay healthy, avoids the play-in. I wonder what their ceiling is, and then I wonder what the hell happens, like we talked about next summer. To me, like, the, the biggest thing in the next two weeks, I think it's Nas Reed. It's funny because I don't – Nas Reed is not as good or talented as Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns. He's not the dominant defensive force that Gobert is. He's not the unicorn offensive player that Cat is. But he fits at age 23, the Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels sort of age bubble better. He came in as a Vegas Summer League prove-it player four years ago who was a little bit thick, right? And he's done nothing but add to his game and force his way into the rotation and then force his way in as a starter at times. And I just feel like unless you clear room for him financially and maybe even more importantly from a role standpoint, like he averaged 18 minutes a game last year. We remember him because Cat was injured so much. We remember him out there for like these games where he'd play 25, 30 minutes and he'd put up a bunch of points. When everyone's healthy, he doesn't play that much. He's an, He was an 18 minutes guy. And here's the other thing. When he played on the court with Rudy Gobert, because I mean, those are the lineups you're gonna. You're not gonna just be able to like put Nas out there alone. Like if you're gonna play those three big guys, they have to match and sort of mix together. When he's on the court with Rudy Gobert, and it was only 200 minutes last year, but you know it's enough of a sample size. Those lineups were outscored by 10 points per 100 possessions. So, I guess my question is, how do you find if you run it back? And to me, running it back means Nas Reed is included because he's a huge piece to this thing. How do you find him 25 to 30 minutes a night? Because if I'm if I'm a team with cap space, if I'm San Antonio, or if I'm a team that's looking for another piece, like if the Suns trade DeAndre Ayton or something, dunking with Wolves, uh, uh, the Wolves blog laid out like a sign-and-trade idea. Like the, There's teams out there that would love to give Nas Reed 28, 30, 32 minutes a night. And if if everyone can kind of offer the same amount of money, $12, 13000000 million a year, and I'm Nas Reed, I'm going to ask, all right, so I can, 
there's three teams that are going to give me $12.5 million a year. Who's going to give me 32 minutes a night to show what I can do? Right. Like I've worked and earned that time. I don't know that the Wolves can if they run it back. So that's well, another thing to figure out here. And if the Wolves told me, and I, I was Nas and his representatives, that they could, I wouldn't trust them. So, yeah, that, there will be teams that definitively come to Nas and say, you will play this much. You'll start. You'll do this. You'll do that. And the path to that will be clear. The Wolves are the very best. will provide a murky path of, well, we'll get you this and we'll get you that. And you'll be like, well, how? So, and look, Nas Reed is definitely not the player that Cat is, but what Nas Reed is in, in many ways be, beyond the profile of his age is he's a really damn good fit. And everything that you do here, in my opinion, has to be built around one thing. How does this best feature and make Ant Edwards the best player possible? Like, I'm not asking about, well, how can this team as a whole, you know, what can we do for Cat? And what can we do for Ant? And what can we do for Rudy? I'm asking one question. How do we surround Anthony Edwards with the best team possible to feature him and win a championship? And that's my only question. And I'm not asking that about Cat. I don't think that Cat has the mentality to be a champion. I'm sorry, even when you come back after 50-plus games missed, I don't think when you beat the Hawks on an arbitrary Wednesday night and say it was like a movie. <laughs> no, you know what a movie is? The bleeping LOB being handed to me by Adam Silver. That's a movie. So so I am, again, I think that Nas, like if this is a puzzle, I think the Nas piece of the puzzle fits better with the ant picture than the cat one does because the cat one's always going to be a little bit hanky. He'll have great games. But there's always going to be this. And then when he has a great game, it's like, well, it's my team. So I just, I I don't buy what Cat is selling. I buy that Nas is Nas. That doesn't make him a great player, but it makes him a damn good fit. And he yeah. has, your point, shown tremendous, tremendous progress for a guy that came in doughy. Yeah. So super, super interesting next couple of days here. And by the way, if anything does happen, so we're not, we're not doing like a live draft special ordinarily if they had a first round pick or something we would we would be live hanging out as of right now they're picking 53rd so we're going to be watching and if something crazy happens then we'll be ready to do an emergency episode tomorrow but um i will say uh chris finch is scheduled to join flagrant howls later this week so nice. cool. we're excited to to talk to old finchy get his thoughts on the off season here and kind of where things stand going into the free agency period in 10 days. Uh, the Wolves do have a mid-level exception that's like $12.5 million. So like they can go get, even though they're over the cap, they can go get a player. But obviously, as this thing beefs up and extensions come into play, it, it all just gets very complicated when you start signing more multi-year deals. So we'll And see. so things can become official July 7th, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I believe that's correct. But I think it's July 1st or 2nd that you can start to it, or it's like yeah i can't remember the it's like usually july 1st and right. then you can start like agreeing to terms on things and whatever gotcha. so all right a little reckless speculation thursday on a wednesday there for you guys here we also have write that down predictions and an accountability session on the uh the old minnesota sports with mackie and judd podcast feed and scoring with youtube channel we'll see you guys